You're watching Tech Talk in affiliation with Tech for Techs. We're a community that supports independent trade with the help of vendors and distributors. We're live every Thursday at 8 p.m. London time and we'll be streaming to Facebook and YouTube, Twitter and Twitch. You can listen to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, Google, TuneIn and many more. And now, the moment you've been waiting for, and your host, Philip Griffiths. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Tech for Tech Tech Talk. This episode is Biggest Tech and Business Mistakes. This is a live show where we discuss... We'll start that bit again. This is a live show where we discuss different ways of how to help your IT business grow. Before I introduce our guest... Can you please comment in the comment section? Let us know where you're from and if you can actually hear us. Obviously, if you put your business name in, we'll obviously give you a shout out as well. If you want your name to appear and rather than being called Facebook user, please put in the chat or click the link in the chat, should I say, which I'm posting now. Otherwise, you'll be known as a Facebook user. And there we go. That's just gone in the chat. Right, today we are joined by Ben, Marianne, Tim, Will and David. So, let's start with Ben. Ben, would you like to introduce yourself? Let us know who you are, where you're from and uh, what you do other than play with Amigas all day. Oh, you make it sound like something offline day. Tell us your name, who you are and where you're from. <laughs> well, I'm, uh, there you go. I'm Ben Ashcroft, I... Uh, I could have asked you instead, tell us what, um, why you're walking around showing your knees on the camera. Oh, Phil, you weren't <laughs> supposed to tell everyone about that. You made me go very red now. <laughs> there we go. Uh, but, right. yes. Um, I'll let you... I run Bugs and Bytes Computing in Lincoln, uh, specialising in refurbished laptops, desktops, and sometimes gaming PCs, and even some very nice gaming laptops at the moment as well. Um, and that brings me on to this week's tech tip. Uh, if you're a gamer and you can cast your mind back as far as the year 2000 to the rather wonderful Diablo 2 that is now being re-released, probably I think it's about November, December time, a remastered edition called Diablo 2 Resurrected. Um, promising very much improved graphics, upgraded from the original 800 by 600 resolution to 4K, so that's going to be quite a jump. Uh, it now supports 7.1 sound audio and all cinematics were brought up to 21st century proper. So, yeah, personally, I love that game. Quite looking forward to it. And I think there's been quite a lot of other people will look forward to it as well. Okay, that sounds pretty good. I want to say it's always nice to see old games and getting resurrected or 4K or whatever they want to do. I know I've seen quite a few popping up on Steam recently, like Total War, I think it was Rome or something like that. It must be 15 years old or something that's been updated and there's quite a few others out there. Right, let's just quickly go to chat. So, uh, so happy Thursday from Dan. Uh, thank you, Dan. Uh, David, who was actually on the show, is saying he can hear. I'm glad you can hear us, David. Thank you. Um, Alison says, happy Thursday from EADR. Uh, evening from Scan Station, that's Peter. And we've also got Carbonated Milk says hello. Carbonated Milk, that's an interesting name. Uh, and we've got uh, Carl saying evening. Evening from Neo Computers. That's from Paul. Uh, Daniel Potter 
Yep, you can hear us, and it's Dan from uh, Gates Care, I think that is, or Gates Acre, whichever. It's one or the other. Uh, and we've got James saying evening. Jenny, who, well, owns Tepper Tech, says hello as well. Um, she's a bit busy tonight because she's working on a project, which we're going to announce in a few minutes, uh, as well as we've got Mark saying hi uh, from Rayleigh Computers got Cormac, he's uh, not on the show tonight, apparently he's chasing chickens around the field or something like that, I, I can't remember what he said now, but something to do with chickens probably, um, so you can hear us in Ireland, Kunal said evening, and that looks like it for now, right, okay, so let's move on to Maz, so Maz, if you want to introduce yourself and tell us what your tip is for today. Uh, hey, I'm Maz or Marianne from Tech Girl UK, uh, and I specialise mostly in websites, graphic design and that kind of stuff, but also do uh, repairs and that kind of things. Um, so my tech tip today, um, I actually saw it earlier um, and I thought it was brilliant. Um, so if you're using Google Chrome and you have Google set as your homepage, um, you can actually customise the background, which is something probably everybody knows. But you can actually put an animated GIF on there. I thought that's a brilliant opportunity for people like us who are sending out new build computers or maybe even repaired uh, computers, that we could actually create an animated GIF with your brand details in it or, you know, a little kind of promo type idea and then put that as the uh, customised kind of background on your Google page of your customer's laptop. thought it was a brilliant idea. And I was like, oh, I have to go try it. And yeah, I did it. Um, the easiest way to do it is actually if you create the GIF, um, you need to publish it on the internet. But if you uh, then save it as PNG um, when you're kind of downloading it, it's quite confusing. I probably might need to put this into an actual explanation later. But put it, save it as a PNG when you download it. Um, and then actually upload it into it and it keeps it. And so you get a nice little animated background on Google. So, yeah, that's my tip for today. Okay, that's a pretty good tip. Um, another thing a lot of people don't know about with animated um, GIFs as well is you can put it as on your Facebook page as well at the top of your business. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, always attracts people as well. So uh, that's something to have a look at. And Cormac says that's definitely brilliant as well. So def def post that. So there you go. You've got a job after the show. You've got to write instructions how to do that for Cormac. Make sure it's in Irish, otherwise he won't understand. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So let's move on to Tim. So Tim, let us know who you are and what's your tip for the day. Oh, yes, so, so the name's Tim uh, from TKMP and IC Solutions in North Yorkshire. Um, yeah, my tip for the day is really always keep up to say if, if there's um, an installation job you did, say, a year ago, never hurts to do a little review call with the customer, check if everything's all right. They might be too afraid to come to you and approach them. If there's something, dare I say, they broke it themselves or if there's a way you can just quickly pop out, sort it, maintain it. Plus, it keeps your business. keeps the business going. It's good for the reputation as well. So, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty pretty good. Um, is, yeah, it's always keeping contact with your customers. We always uh, give them a uh, call every year about service or security updates. But it might be a good idea sometimes, and I know some people do do it, is they'll just do a follow-up call with the customer every month after or two months after the actual job just to make sure everything's fine. And there's always a chance of, a, obviously, an upsell. Don't be scared of the customers. Don't be scared that they'll turn around and say, oh, it's a load of 
crap basically or something's not working right and can you fix it for free they generally don't do that but if you um it shows that you care and there's more chance they'll come back to you if you do so good idea there tim so let's move on to will next so will let us know who you are as well as uh, what your tip advice stories of the day Hi, I'm Will or Billy uh, from Consumer Tech, based in Dunfermline in Bonnie, Scotland. Um, my tip for today is related to our topic. Was an email. First of all, two tips actually. Don't reply to an email that you've been sent if it's about irate from a customer. Take a you know write it up. Give yourself a few moments before you send it, um, and and read over it and take some some time out. Um, and secondly, most importantly. Don't click reply to all. Um, I accidentally clicked reply to all and it went back to bosses, um, head of departments, um, and it did cause some chaos for me. Hopefully, though, I managed to sort it out. So, but my te tech tip is, you know, just take time out from an email before you reply to it instantly. Step back from it, take a moment, gather your thoughts, and then reply to it to the, the correct people. So that, that would be my tip. Yeah, that's a good tip, that one. I think you can go for the same with social media and the same yeah. people leave your reviews. Don't respond right away. Sit back, think about it, sleep on it even, uh, and even probably consult someone else and to say, does this sound right to you or whatever? Um, because sometimes that knee-jerk reaction isn't a good idea and you'll say things that uh, you don't necessarily want everyone else knowing. And even if it is a private thing like an email, there's nothing stopping them sharing it or copying it onto yeah something else either so don't take everything as uh, private as such you just never know right let's move on to david so david if you want to let everyone know who you are what you do and what your tip or story is today hi phil hi everyone uh, my name's david from scorpion computers in hetenley hall which is near sunderland in the northeast of england uh do computer repair uh, laptop repairs, laptop sales, that type of thing. Uh, my tip today was or is basically um, Windows shortcut, Windows key shortcut. Um, I've just recently discovered this. I don't know if other people know it, um, but you can basically manually um, reset the graphics driver by pressing Shift, Control, Windows key, and B on the keyboard. So if your PC or laptop ever freezes on Windows 10, you can basically um, do that and it'll reset the graphics driver. Uh, your screen will flash and it's quite a handy tip sometimes before uh, restarting the PC or the laptop. Okay, that's a pretty good tip, that is. Only problem is, is if the customer only knows how to type with one finger, how are you going to get them to press four or five keys in one go? Uh, it's hard enough getting some customers to press shift and A or something like that. Yeah. It's like, oh. But yeah, yeah, but it is a good tip that obviously for technicians, that's a pretty good tip. Um, I must admit, I didn't know that one, but uh, I'll have to note, uh, note that one down after the show. Right, so I think that's everyone. Let's just have a quick check on there. So uh, on the chat, so Cormac says, uh, brilliant idea. Alison basically says, uh, yeah, do post the instructions. And uh, Cormac is going to pay you with potatoes. So <laughs> I don't know how many potatoes you get for that trip or whatever, but uh, you, you might have a lifetime supply of potatoes. Uh, potatoes. 
Okay. So, that would be interesting. <laughs> right, let's have a look what we've got on the agenda today. I suppose it's my tip next, if I can actually find it. Well, actually, it's not going to be a tip or advice. It's going to be an announcement. Well, earlier on, I posted in the Tech for Tech group that we had a major announcement to make. And I've had numerous people ask questions about what it's going to be including have we won the lottery am i pregnant yes am i <laughs> pregnant um and that was david um i'll be adopting no 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 none of these uh, has target components i don't know why specifically to target components bought tech for text out no they haven't and neither has anyone else um are we selling up and emigrating um well, that's a good idea, but no, we're not, unfortunately. So, so well, the answer is none of the above. So, <laughs> the news what me and Jenny are excited to share with you. Well, let me show you this little video first, so it gives you a rough idea of what the name is first. There you go. So, it's going to be called Tech for Text Text or should I say Tech Max. Um, okay, so um, basics is, what is it going to be? Well, we are planning an, an event for our Tech for Tech members. It will be called Tech Max. There is a little story behind the name. Jenny has spent countless hours trying to pick a name to fit the actual event. Um, we... We uh, well, basically, is while she was um, trying to figure out what name to do, suddenly a picture came up on a Facebook uh, of a much loved friend of hers, uh, my mother and father's dog, uh, who unfortunately uh, passed away a few years ago. Uh, Max was the name of the dog um, that she met for the first time as she came to England a good few years ago. Now, uh, she immediately put Tech and Max together, and it worked. She fought the world of that dog, and it only seems fitting that a smart and clever and loyal friend, as he was to everyone he met, he should get an event named after it. And I've actually got a little picture of him here. Here we go. So that's Max on the right and Jen on the left. I think she's trying to kiss him on the head there. So uh, unfortunately, he passed a few years ago. But uh, the whole idea of the name of the event is basically because his picture popped up on her screen as she was trying to figure out a name. And we went through quite a few names, I must admit, for quite a while to try and figure something out. So there you have it, Tech Max. We want to encourage vendors, distributors, tech of all kinds to come in and join an event when we all get together and so forth. We've yet got to set the date exactly, and we're still in the process of picking the actual venue, but we've got a few interesting ones, let's put it that way, because obviously we've got to obviously work things out like parking, accommodation, overnight guests, and different things, room, and so forth. Uh, and we would like your feedback uh, if you're interested in this event. And again, it's open to everyone to come to. You get to mingle with ourselves, everyone who decides to turn up as well, vendors, distributors. So I'm pretty sure you'll get your big distributors wanting to turn up, like your Target, CMS, Fire, maybe VIP, vendors. I'm pretty sure you'll get like Tender. We'll be asking the likes of AMD and different places, people like that to turn up. So it's really down to them, obviously, to turn up. 
And we're always looking to work with, obviously, these vendors and distributors to make the event enjoyable and rewarding as possible for everyone. So if you have any ideas you would like um, to see at the event or would like us to do, feel free to comment. Uh, and on top of all that, like everything in Tepper Text, it's going to be totally free for every single member to attend. Okay, so you're not going to get charged. Don't, I'm not going to pay for your petrol or your diesel in your car. Um, you've got to pay for that yourself. But the event itself will be totally free to attend. So if you do have any uh, any ideas, uh, put it in there. So thank you for this person spinning on YouTube. Uh, let's have a look. You have now been joined. So just give me a second. There we go. So he shouldn't pop back up. Right, so you get a few uh, interesting uh, people commenting, unfortunately, and we can't help that. But there we go. So we're going to have an event, basically, in a short period of time away. So we've got to arrange all that. So let's go on to the main conversation uh, and the main topic. As usual, make sure you click the link in the description uh, if you're on the Facebook Tech for Text group. That way your name gets shown in the chat messages when they pop up. Uh, that obviously allows your name to be shown and you won't be called Facebook user. So let's get back up and running. So some of the chat watch people have said Crosshaven Computers is going on tour. Uh, Ian Harden is saying evening from the pub. And Jenny says, well, there's always one. Yes, there is always one. So uh, Peter Whitehouse says it sounds awesome. So that's good. So it sounds like we've got a few people. But in the Tech for Tech group in the next few weeks, as I said, we'll be posting things to see what people are interested in doing. And we want to make, make the event around you guys. So we want the event to be everything you want it to be rather than just a load of vendors standing in a corner of a room saying, I buy our products. Um, so we want it a little bit more interesting than that. And we're going to make sure there's going to be plenty of prizes and giveaways and stuff like that as well. So we'll make some of the big guys pay for it as well. Right. Let's move on to the main topic, as I said before. So, right. So straight on to the big the main topic, which is the biggest tech and business mistakes. So what business mistakes have you made or tech mistakes have you made? I bet we've got some interesting one with our panel who's on today. So first of all, I'm going to go over to Ben. So Ben, tell us what your biggest mistake or one of your biggest mistakes is other than wearing shorts today. <laughs> oh, the, the, the shorts just don't to the peel of the show, Phil. Come on. <laughs> Um, I think, being very open and very honest here, my biggest mistake, this was before I started the business full time, I was buying stuff through Marketplace and I didn't have any actual real company suppliers to buy from. I bought stolen goods without realising it. I basically saw a MacBook for sale and it was cheap. It wasn't too cheap to sort of make you think it was a bit sort of dodgy. Um, it was advertised for sale in Grimsby, so that should have been the... The thing that sort of most of it has been a bit sort of slightly dodgy because anyone that loves Neil Lincoln sure will tell you that Grimsby's not got the best reputation ever, let's say. Um, and it was also in quite a rough estate in Grimsby as well, which I didn't realise at the time either. Um, so all the key signs were there. But yeah, I ended up going and buying this MacBook and it had a password and the guy had forgotten the password. And again, that should have been 
really obvious, but it does happen. We've seen it from time to time, I'm sure. And so I bought this MacBook for £150, I think it was. And of course, when I got there, he said, I've got these other laptops, four other laptops with broken screens. You can have them cheap, £30 each. And I thought, OK, I might as well. And here, paid £30 to get the password removed by Apple. And on the desktop was the owner's documents, everything, her CV, her university thesis. I thought something's just not quite right here. Um, started doing a little bit of digging on the files, not not sort of, you know, I mean, not checking too much, not, 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 you know what I'm trying to say. Um, and found contact details basically, and I phoned the person and I said, look, I'm really sorry. I says, I've just bought a MacBook. You do realize you've left all the details and everything on it. And she said, no, no, we actually had it stolen two nights ago. Our house got burgled two nights ago. And I was like, oh no, right, okay. I said, about it. I said, I'm going straight to the place. Um, left at the place, she said, let me give you the money you paid for the MacBook. I said, no, don't. I said, you've had your property stolen. It's only right you get back. I don't want money from you. I'll try and get the money back if it goes to court. It ended up going to court. It turned out the gentleman, shall we say, who sold me the machines uh, had about 40 previous convictions for theft and burglary. And he got off scot-free at court because his defence solicitor basically made out he was a reformed character, shall we say. Um, and yeah, he basically got off with the whole lot. Uh, I was about £500 out a pocket and all by the time I'd bought screens for these laptops and so on and so forth. So yeah, big mistake there. Be very careful what you buy if you're buying off marketplace. Um, as I say, this was very early days before I was running the business full time. I've got legitimate suppliers. It hasn't happened since. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say that sounds a, like a bit of a mistake there, doesn't it? And it's uh, interesting that um, he got off, uh, what, 40 times for doing it, you say? Oh, yeah, yeah, 40 previous convictions, but on the 41st one, yeah, the, the solicitor said he was a reformed character and he turned over a new leaf, so. <laughs> wow. I bet you if I made one mistake like that in my business or whatever, I'd get shut down straight away. Now I won't get, to, I won't be classed as a reformed character. Let's uh, put it that way. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, some uh, some people get away with everything, don't they? But let's move on from that one. Right, Maz. So what would you like to tell us about your worst experience? Though? Um, I think it was when I started up Tech Girl um, quite early on. I, I really didn't have a clue on how to price stuff and I really, really undersold myself. And I think that's something we've probably heard a lot of people say on, on this group. It's not not kind of um, not realising the value of your own work and your own skills and your experience uh, and not selling yourself enough. And I think that that has had repercussions for me. Especially seems as I started the business in uh, 2019, um, late 2019, and then obviously the pandemic hit, um, which lost me. I lost quite a lot of work from. So, um, yeah, and I think that that's had a knock on effect. And and then I think it's come to a point where this year I looked at the pricing and thought, right, I really need to up the pricing. And it felt as if it was a really big jump, you know, because I because I priced it so low. 
and then I wanted to kind of readdress the balance, I suppose. It looked as if it was really bad. I mean, my clients haven't said no to the pricing, but I feel like it was a really big jump for, for what it was, just purely because I think I started way too low. Um, and I think we just, I think all of us need to realise the value of our, our own skills and experience and and um, to be able to price our stuff better and uh, feel more confident in that decision as well, I think. And I think that's probably me overall with money, the money side of things is I hate charging people, I hate asking for money. Um, and it's always the most awkward conversation. But I think, you know, I've learned a lot over the past, um, you know, couple of years that, you know, pricing right to start with is a good idea a very good idea but yeah i think that's my biggest mistake really yeah i think that's a lot of people's mistakes i've made that mistake as well when we <laughs> opened our retail store where mm. our prices for the call-out service they were pretty much average but we decided let's open a store up let's cut the prices half what we'd normally we should be doing whatever mm-hmm. to attract loads of people in and beat all the competition mm-hmm. and all that it ended up in um in all the people who did get interested or did come in were people who were wanting everything for nothing, so they were still wanting discounts on top of that, and mm-hmm. the work coming in wasn't the best. And putting your prices up quite a lot after you've started off low can be quite troublesome because you sort of lose your customers, but then you mm-hmm. may new, um, get some new ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, I must admit, I think most people have done that. The biggest problem I've found with most techs uh, or most people in this industry, we run our own businesses or most of us here do. And the thing is we're an accountant with a salesperson, with a technician. We do that many different jobs um, where mm-hmm. most of us are probably okay with, well, hopefully a little bit better than okay with repairing computers or whatever it is you do. Um, but the other sides of, them, of your skills may not be the best uh, mm. and yeah trying to um uh, obviously charge people for stuff when you're not used to charging them and saying yeah mm. hey give me 100 pounds or whatever especially mm. when there's a person might be upset because of lost stuff it is quite a big thing so um, kind of lack of research on my part at the at the beginning you know i think i went into this with this whole kind of grand idea of oh yeah I'll start my own business you know I had a few customers already I was subcontracting to a shop that did repairs you know um and I think I just kind of was like I got swept up in the whole thing of it and kind of was like yeah this is what I'll call it and I'll do the website and it'll be really cool you know and and never actually really took much notice and and it wasn't until about six months into it that I actually Googled, like, how much should I be charging for this? And I was like, what? Really? <laughs> Thinking I've been undercharging a lot, you know, and I'm not surprised that these people keep coming to me asking for me to do work because there's, you know, it was just stupid prices, really. So, yeah. That's it. I'm going to say you're trying to be better than everyone else and you charge mm. half the amount or whatever then uh, people do notice and you might get a lot of people but sometimes it low prices scare people off because mm. they think obviously the quality of your work's not going to be as good because you, you know, you're cutting corners and whatever because you've got so cheap so yeah mm. do totally agree with agree with that one um just a heads up with the guys in chat uh, in the private chat within this can you please start posting it's uh, popping up all over the screen here so we don't want to know how drunk ben looks at the moment so uh, <laughs> okay so uh, uh, just keep that to a minimum emergencies only okay guys um right let's move on to tim then so tim tell us about uh, your worst experience then 
Uh, I think, in a way, actually, it kind of ties in with Matthew's, once you were saying about pricing, um, is, I mean, I learned this before I started doing my own business. This was from working in working for the consultants, those evil people that charge 400 500% for what a job actually costs. And, um, and the key one I would say is always never gives talk about price or even if they bring the subject up, say, well, I need to look, I need to see it. Don't even bring the subject up. If it needs a, need a, a with, certainly with what I've been doing a lot of lately, which is um, kicking out pubs and restaurants with their public Wi-Fi, I think I'm sick and tired of setting a router for the next month, we'll say. Um, but, yeah, it always paid off going around there. and I'd find pitfalls and things that the customer didn't even realise would also need changing for it, for why things weren't working. Um, but, yeah, if you before you talk pricing, always do your go-round, do a turn-up, do a survey, take notes, photographs, anything you need. So you've, you've, you basically cover yourself and you can give a price that's accurate to what you're actually going to need to spend, including time, but rather than just give a price ad hoc in the office or on the phone. And then next thing you know, they call you out when they see how their Dara State Parks are going to cost. Yeah, some some good advice there, I must admit. So, yeah, I think one of the biggest issues with anyone is pricing across across the uh, uh, the uh, stream. To be honest, I missed a bit of what Tim said there. For some reason, the stream went down for a few seconds. So, uh, sorry if I didn't hear all of what you said there, Tim. But I'll I'll catch up with that later. But um, let's just go on to chat. So. Uh, Let's have a look. Uh, Richard Creed says, what did he miss? Um, in basics, the announcement that we are doing an event at some point. Uh, no time, date, anything as of yet, but we will be doing an event. It's called Tech Max. Uh, so keep a lookout for us asking questions about what sort of people are interested in about that. Uh, Paul says, sounds great after the year we've had. will be nice to meet up with you all. Yeah, I agree. It'd be nice to get out and meet up with everyone. Uh, Jenny says she'll make a poll and everything on, on the Tech Tech group about different things uh, regarding the uh, event. So Ian Harden says his biggest issue is keeping on buying lots of pallets of rubbish, basically, uh, by the sounds of it. Usually ends okay, but uh, it's an addition, addiction. Um, uh, bidding on this stuff so yeah he's buying lots of stuff piling it up and he's, it seems like he's got a lot of stuff so uh, i think we're all guilty of keeping a few things uh too many in the uh drawers and so forth i must have loads of ide cables and old floppy cables somewhere to be honest with you so uh, i must admit so if anyone else in chat has got any big mistakes they've done in the past or any problems or anything tech or business related feel free to put in the chat Right. Okay. Let's move on to Will. So, Will, if you want to tell us uh, basically what your biggest mistake's been. I think my biggest mistake when I first started up, um, talking on what Maz and Tim was saying, although pricing, I was going in and doing jobs, setting up uh, email accounts, you know, for managed businesses, managed services and things like that, and not putting agreements or contracts in place, um, thinking, yeah, you know, you've got a good chat relationship with the, the customer and quick to trust people, you know, and everything will be fine. And then you find a few months down the line that things are happening, things are coming out of the woodwork, you know, things are not happy. Um, they're, they're complaining about this, that, and the next thing. And, you know, although a, a gentleman's agreement was put in place, 
you know, I would always say put agreements in place, get contracts written up, even if it's just the terms and conditions of what you're you're going to be doing for them and, and get that put in place. Yeah. And and linking on with that, and another biggest thing is is don't don't be afraid to to fail. You know, um if if you mess up, just be honest with the customers, honest with the people you work with and and try and fix it, try and get amends. And I think I think people respect you more for that if you're going to be honest that way. Um if you've made if you make mistakes, you know, and I've made lots of them and I'm still continuing to make mistakes. That's, I think, how we learn. Um, but yeah, my biggest startup was agreements and contracts, getting them put in place first. Uh, so that's 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 where I've certainly learned. It's been a learning curve for that. Yeah, getting contracts and agreements set up is, is a big thing. And it's a big minefield as well, isn't it? Yeah. So you can easily uh, type something out and it misreads as something else and so on. There is, is it, uh, I'm just trying to think of the, is it Tech Nibble? They do like some yeah, pre-sale contracts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've, so I've, got, uh, I've got that, yeah. It's That's like a kit or something or other, or business kit, I think they call it, which is all legally checked and so forth to make sure that the wording is right. Obviously, you can alter it and edit it to your needs. Uh, but generally, obviously, if you edit it, then it's probably not going to be legally correct then. But but it's, uh, it's good for, obviously, selling stuff and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, so it's good to contracts, make sure it's right. And also, just bear in mind, is if you're selling stuff in your shop or getting people to bring stuff in for repairs and that person is under 18 and they sign it, it doesn't matter. They're under 18, so the contract means absolutely nothing. So you need to make sure if anyone's 18 or looked under 18 and they're signing anything, that their parent does it or guardian or whatever it is. Okay, so that's something what we actually fell for. Well, I won't say fell for, but had an issue with. Someone came in, we thought he looked old enough or whatever. We didn't bother asking what his age was by mistake, which we always do now. If Well, unless they look like they're about 17, got a walking stick, then we probably won't ask them. But if they look like they're going to be close to that age, we'll ask them their age and so forth and get them to sign and so forth. Um, but we made the mistake of uh, selling something to someone and then the parent coming in, oh, you've sold this, blah, blah, illegally and all this, that and the other. And, can't remember the full story, but I ended up just saying, right, okay, considering he's underage or whatever, he didn't actually let us know he was or anything like that, blah, blah, blah. Here's your full refund, give it out and back. But they're still left negative feedback and stuff like that, which they're going away. It's one of those customers, I think it was actually when we were charging too less, uh, and we had those sort of uh, problem customers coming into the store a bit more often is probably the best way of putting it. So, yeah, totally agree there. Contracts, make sure they are as tight as can be, don't get me wrong, there's always a chance that some lawyer or somewhere else is going to obviously uh, uh, find a way around some of the rules and whatever you put in, but uh, another one is for disposing goods and stuff like that, uh, I've done a video about that, is make sure you look into that because if people abandon property, there's certain rules and regulations you've got to follow, you can't just sell it on or whatever, you've got to keep it something like over six months in total including sending recorded letters at specific times and all this and the other. It's a big minefield. Anyway, let's move on to David. Um, so, David, if you want to let us know what your biggest mistake was. Well, I was going to talk about pricing, but, yeah, that's been covered. Um, then the second on my list was I was going to talk about people underage. Um, no, Phil just said that. <laughs> 
Right, the third thing on my list was basically, Phil and everybody, don't sell or do tech jobs for family, okay? Just don't, they want everything done for free. They're coming back, back all the time. Can you do this? Once you do one thing, and especially if you do the first one free, obviously, yeah, um, like close relatives, like um, y- y- your mother or your father or, or your babies, but when you get a cousin or a third cousin, you know, that type of thing, um, asking... Okay. <laughs> okay, he's back again. Just try it again. Are you there, David? Okay, can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear you? We, we got to the point where you were talking about second and third cousins. All right. Um, yeah, when you get second and third cousins, um, wanting you to do sort of jobs and things, and if you don't, if basically if you don't charge them, um, they just come back and they want things to for free, and yeah, it's just like, it gets really weird, and then you, you treat them as if they're family um, and not a customer. And then sometimes I made that big mistake a while back where you just basically, um, with family, you've got them as a customer rather than as family because things just come back sometimes to bite you in the bum. Basically, that was what I was going to say. Yeah. I don't, um, I don't go any further in case I break up some more because I've got a bad, bad Wi Fi, sorry. I don't know. I think that's your biggest mistake then, that you've got a uh, bad Wi-Fi. You need to really, you need to get a technician to put it out for you, David. I know a few if you want one. <laughs> Only kidding. Um, right, okay. So, yes. So, uh, as he was saying, Emily and also I'll put our friends in there can take advantage. These are the people what say, yes, we support local businesses and all this, that and the other. Well, then they want everything for free. So how is that supporting you if they're getting everything for free or less than your cost price or whatever? So don't get me wrong, some family and friends are all right. I don't want to uh, say anything about anything bad about my family and friends, but uh, some of them can take advantage and so forth. But, yeah, helping parents and stuff like that, that's one thing. Uh, but, yeah, families and friends can be... Uh, a bit of a pain. Let's go on to the chat. We've got a few things popping in now. So let's have a look. Uh, so first one was from Cormac. Great point about, uh, by Will. If you make a mistake, say it rather than worry about it. It's all about peace of mind. Yeah. So that's uh, definitely a good one. Uh, Peter says... So when you go to remove all the mailboxes from an exchange server and remove all the users from Active Directories instead, you've done it right, right? Okay, right, Peter. Yeah, that, that, that would be a brilliant job done. Um, one mistake I had once, and it was a real pain, is I went through someone's computer, gave it a service and so forth. I was on site and... I think I originally went around because actually because it wasn't starting right or something like that. I can't remember, but I got it starting right, doing the service, did the disk clean up and everything and so forth. And then customer calls me the next day saying, hey, all my downloads have disappeared in my download folder. I was storing thousands and thousands and thousands of music files in there. 
Well, in one of the Windows updates, and then they took it out after the next one, uh, I think it was 1909 or it might be 1903, one of the thing options in this cleanup was remove download folder or items in the download folder, <coughs> which got it right at the beginning before I even know it had happened. So I went down, ticked all the boxes as usual, what I always ticked, and it just happened to be a downloads folder. Luckily, I went out and was able to recover all the stuff because, well, I'm such a good technician and all that. But, uh, but yeah, didn't charge him anything for it or whatever. But, uh, but yeah, mistakes happen. It's, uh, again, how you rectify them a lot of the time. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, so uh, double-check what you're ticking. Sometimes it does change and i think customers are guilty for that but sometimes we do it as well uh, and the problem is is obviously all the software updates and the change that the options from tick this box to untick it or tick it and then untick it and then tick it again um so just make sure what you're reading that was a big mistake uh, i did once so uh, Right, and if anyone else in the chat has got anything else they want to talk about, feel free, if it's regarding the event or this topic, feel free to uh, shout it out. Right, let's have a look what else I've got. Has anyone else on the live stream got anything else they want to add, any other mistakes they've done or advice regarding mistakes? Um, being too lenient. I think you can be too lenient sometimes in business. Um, so I do quite a, quite a few trade sales for quite a few companies. And it was the very first shop I ever dealt with, not, not a member of Tech for Techs, not had any issues with them, very nice. Um, and he was getting a really, really good deal. And it was when prices were still fairly low pre-pandemic and I was just getting going with the business. And I tried to put the prices up and he was just like completely hardballing me, wouldn't let me put the price even slightly up. And he was complaining about this absolute slightest minuscule little thing to try and get discounts off me. And yeah, eventually I just dropped him because I thought this is not working. It's got to work for you and it's got to work for them. And I think going back to what Maz was saying about the pricing, we're trying to put your prices up. I think it's very, very, very easy to bring your prices down, but it's very, very, very difficult to put your prices up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's one to watch. You know, it's uh, no one's infallible and no one's irreplaceable either and but i do value all my customers just to make that point as well i'm not i'm not planning on replacing any of them <laughs> yeah, definitely a good uh, good point there um peter said it was 1903 with a delete option for the downloads apparently uh and cormac's fear is uh fear of uh, fear of losing data or customers data <laughs> presumed yeah, I must admit, it's always a big, big fear, that one. One thing we do with all the repairs, just in case we get come in, even if it's just a basic service, we back everything up yeah. first. You might think, why do you need to back everything up for just a basic service of cleaning files? Well, first of all, you might, first of all, you might have the thing, what I just did is delete everyone's download folder, uh, and obviously they lose all the downloads. But not only that, because you're stressing the machine possibly more than you would normally get stressed because you're running all these tests and things on it, there's a higher chance it could fail. So it's always a good idea to back everything up just in case. So it's one thing telling a customer the computer's dead. It's another one telling them that the pictures of great aunt Agnes has passed away or whatever. Uh, the great, go get that right. Not the pictures have passed away, but the person who passed away that you've lost their pictures. Let's put it that way. Uh, so, 
Right, looks like we've lost David, um, so that's a shame. He had such a good camera uh, um, today, so <laughs> uh, having a few issues. Um, right, so let's have a look. So go back to the chat. Um, Richard Creedy says, I once broke the board of an iPad or iPod after God, iPod, I forgot all about iPod. The iPod, <laughs> after a customer <laughs> uh, wanted a dented case change, ended up replacing the iPod. Yeah, that was a costly mistake. Um, well, probably back then anyway. I don't think you can even get an iPod or, uh, well, I suppose you can. I suppose they are out there sometimes, but uh, they're all built into your phones these days, aren't they, iPods? Right, so Cormac says, uh, yeah, when doing um, Google slide presentation for 10-year-old, uh, sorry, for 10 people in a company, didn't switch over to your Google Photos account by mistake. I'll leave it at that. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, what you're saying about backing up customers' data is a, mis a lesson learned. Um, mm -hmm. I don't even ask the question, do you want your data backed up? Because I back it up anyway. I don't even – because how many of them don't realise how many photos they've got on there? And then the next thing you know, you get a question after you're halfway through reinstalling it, and they've not asked you, and then they it's simple to say, okay, that's fine, I've already got a backup, and it really it keeps them happy anyway because they know you've got a backup if something does go wrong. So, but yeah, that's something I learned after doing um, – this was a, an old refurb laptop I was doing, and I won't say it was running slow, but I think I left it all night running Windows, running Windows update to get it from version 16-something 16, 16 up to – 2004 so uh, yeah yeah that sounds like a a good one so right okay so does that is that david back i see yes david's back he must have a really good internet connection tonight and his camera's off battle as well there we go there we go we can all see david now that's if you really wanted to anyway Welcome back. Right, um, let's have a look. So, uh, Facebook user, um, if you want to click that link, I just put in chat Facebook user and we'll know what your name is. Um, and uh, obviously, it'll show us your name in the future. Uh, he said uh, he failed to properly vet a pub owner before doing work, found out after non payment company dissolved and customer bankrupt or lost two grand. Wow. Okay. This is something what we've learned from in the past is any job over a few quid, to be honest with you, it's money up front, basically, before we give any equipment or set anything up, and it has to be a cleared payment. So if they're paying check, they don't get the stuff for, like, 10 days afterwards So and stuff like that. Obviously, we don't generally do much in the way of checks these days, but uh, it's usually mainly cash or card, but... Uh, but, yeah, again, it's always hard business-wise because a lot of businesses like to pay you at the end of the month or after the job's done and stuff. But one thing that we've always stuck by, and to be honest, we don't have much of an issue with it, is the customer will pay it for if they are serious. Because um, you are, well, let's put it this way. If you've got a PC, well, they're not going to go and say, oh, yeah, pay us in a month's time. They're going to want the money then, uh, unless they sign up for some sort of uh, financial agreement, which obviously you're not going to be doing. But, yeah, it's uh, easy, easy to lose money with customers, to be honest with you. Right, let me have a look. If I click the right button on my screen, what other tips we've got? So um, one of the things is when I first started was being available 24-7. So, well, it wasn't 
exactly 24-7, but basically from like 8 o'clock in the morning to like 10 o'clock at night, it was like, yeah, we're available, give us a call whenever you want, and so forth. Um, so oh, just before we go, uh, Will's got to go. I nearly forgot about that. So I'll see you later, Will. Thanks for joining us tonight. Thank you. So don't, don't have too much fun. <laughs> see you later, Will. Okay, right. Sorry. Yeah, so what I was saying was be available 24-7 um, because when I first started, I was using the same phone. Obviously, when I first started, I was just doing call-outs and stuff like that. Didn't know if the company was going to take off and so forth. So I just used my own personal phone, had it on 24 hours a day. One night, decided well, I got a phone call at like 3 o'clock in the morning. It went cold and it went off and cold again. I thought, oh, God, it's going to be the family member or something like that. Oh, God, is my parents going to fall over, broken the neck or something? You just don't know. Um, someone's had an accident. Uh, end up picking the phone up like half asleep as you do. It's like, hello? And it's like, oh, I've got a problem with my computer. And it's urgent. I need it fixed in. And I'm like... <laughs> One three o'clock in the morning. What is it you doing? It's like I can't remember exactly what was wrong with the computer, but like got up out of bed, got my like back then I wasn't even didn't even have a laptop with me appointments on. It was all like in a notebook sort of thing. So I got my open my notebook up. It's like right, let me book you in. Let me get you sorted. And like, oh no, I'm I'm going to be away for the next two weeks. Can you book me in when I get back off for holiday? I'm like, I thought it was urgent. <laughs> Three o'clock in the morning. It's like I was like, uh, no, sorry, I'm booked up then, and I didn't book him in after all. So it's like, God. after that, phone was on silent mode after a certain time and so forth. But also, people tend to, if you do open from like silly times, eight o'clock in the morning till ten o'clock at night. When you do reduce those times, people won't re they'll remember and still think you're open till ten o'clock at night. So um, it's always best to put realistic times. No one works that many hours a day. Well, unless you're me, and probably most of the people here. But uh, um, but yeah, so they wouldn't work twenty four hours a day. So don't try to work twenty four hours a day for them. Right, has anyone else got anything who's in the live today? David, Tim, Maz, or Ben, have you got anything else, uh, any mistakes you've made? I was actually going to second what Rita Creedy's saying just by kind of saying that I think we've all probably been very heavy-handed at one point and broken something that we shouldn't have because I've done mm. it a few times. <laughs> Um, I, the worst one I think was uh, I was uh, subcontracting when I first started Tech Girl uh, for a shop uh, doing repairs and it was a very very old laptop a really old laptop and I had tried to talk the customer into buying a brand new laptop multiple times and the customer was not interested um, and trying to fix it got really just was getting really annoyed with it because the thing would not come open because it was just so old and uh, managed to actually uh, dent and kind of remove one of the pins of one of the capacitors off of the board and trying to get hold of something like that when the laptop is 10 plus years old um, is not easy. Uh, luckily, we did, and uh, we were able to solder it back onto the board and the, the laptop was fine. But I think uh, it's made me more conscious of being a bit more... Um, gentler uh with, yeah. with stuff in uh, and find if i'm not sure to actually look into it google it you know ask google um and, and find out 
before I make a mistake like that, a costly mistake. But yeah, I think we've all done it, haven't we? Just get fed up with something. Can you just get, ah, I don't, why aren't you opening, you know? But yeah. yeah. Some laptops can be a real pain to open, especially if they've had damage on them and whatever mm, as well. Yeah. So I think mm. And then obviously the warp and the screws mm. decide to get stuck and they don't want to come out and mm. all sorts of, yeah, it's easy yeah. to do. And especially some laptops you near enough have to basically pry them apart like that. Yeah. To get them My colleague actually, he was rushing on a um, on an iPad repair um, many a couple of years ago and actually bend the battery over that the whole thing literally exploded and he burnt himself and ruined the customer's iPad um, and we ended up having to replace the iPad, you know, just purely because he was rushing to try and get it done, you know. And I think sometimes we just need to be a bit more conscious of the fact that take your time with it. I think it's better to take your time and be and do a good job other than making a mistake, you know. I think we it's it's hard because you get so sometimes you get so busy that you just kind of like, right, well, you really need to get this done and you rush and something bad happens, you know, and you don't want that. And I think um I think customers will understand if you, if you take longer, it's slightly longer on a job, you know. Again, it's about um, time frame, you know, giving a realistic time frame, really. So, Yeah. I remember um, one machine a long time ago when I first started wiring up the USB ports. These days it's easy in a PC. If you want to wire up the USB ports, you just basically, there's a cable coming from the front of the case, it's in a port. You plug it in the board in the right place. Yeah. The only thing you've got to get it, get it in right, basically, and you're fine. But you, those used to be all individual pins you had to connect up to the plus, the minus, and all this fucking plus by bolt and all these different things. Uh, yeah. I can't even remember what they all were now because it's been that long. I I think I got the either the plus and the minus the wrong way round or the board the connections were all the opposite way round compared to normal or something like that and ended up blowing the motherboard as soon as I put a USB device in the plug socket. So uh, that was a lesson learned. And luckily I was able to, uh, I think I blew the motherboard myself, was able to get another one in and fix it without them really knowing about it. So they got a new motherboard out of it, basically. <laughs> but yeah, it's easy to make a little mistake, especially with some, um, especially with a lot of the light and um, what we started to have back then as well because everyone was changing from your traditional light bulbs to these fluorescent light bulbs which made all the green and the blue cables look the same colour and different <laughs> things like that where now LED lights and stuff they're a lot better to be honest but uh, um, I remember going out and buying all the old fashioned light bulbs because they were replacing them with these fluorescent fluorescent ones. I've got a stockpile somewhere of 100 watt light bulbs somewhere um, because uh, the fluorescent ones were a load of rubbish. But uh, let's go back to uh, so Richard Creedy is having a typing episode by the looks of it. So he says, uh, let's piece it together. So I once gave a customer personal mobile uh, number that rang at stupid o'clock, number changed and uh, no longer given. I give them business number now. Yeah, it's a good idea. I keep it separate. I know it's a bit of a pain carrying two separate phones around with you and stuff like that uh, and so forth. <laughs> And uh, Miss Jenny Griffiths, you need to get on organising Tech Max stuff rather than telling everyone. That <laughs> uh, I knew there'd be someone who'd remember those cables. Yes, Peter, it's VCC data minus yeah. data plus and GND, which is obviously ground. So, uh, but yeah. So I think we should dra drag Jenny Griffiths onto the live show if she's not going to be getting her work, work done. 
Right, okay. So, um, (laughs) I'll probably get in trouble for that now. Also, yeah, what you said about the phone number thing, I mean, when I was, before, years ago, when I was freelance, I used to use my personal mobile, give it out to to the company as I was working for. And Yeah, I think one one example, I think this, uh, it was a bank holiday over here. It was an international company. And all of a sudden, I got called on a bank holiday I looked at the phone, it was from Australia, but it, I, I couldn't claim any expense back for the call or anything like that. So trying to explain why aren't you in, I can't get hold of anyone on site, it's cool. I wasn't that. So now the first thing I did was get another number, and it is that simple. Personal, yeah. it's, the only people that have got my personal number literally are family, uh, called it the landlord, the guy that runs the office that I'm in just in case he, I, he can't get hold of me on the work one. Um, and that's pretty you get, yeah, pretty much it. Other than that, everything, all the work stuff goes off the work number, that's it. So, mm. I've, um, I've just done the same. I've just got a separate phone for work and business. And you know yeah. what? It's brilliant. I leave the work one in the office at night and I just put it in charge. And I take the yeah. parcel one away. The, the only problem, you have to remember, which phone set up for online banking? Because I went to a customer's house to try and do a payment on online banking. Of course, the text came through to a work phone, which is still sat in my office. Oh, you got <laughs> yeah, the card reader. The one with the card reader linked to it, you mean? No, no, just online banking. Oh, right. Okay. Payment, you get the one-time passcode, and the passcode came back to my flat, and I'm at the customer's house. And this, fortunately, it was very trusting, because I dealt with him before. He said, just take the computer away and pay me when you get home. I said, oh, it's brilliant. Mm. But um, talk about mistakes. One of the biggest mistakes learned for the Apple products, because Apple products are... <laughs> a world themselves are horrible things to work on at the best of times. Yeah. Um, so I picked a, a good call to SSD to an iMac, and it failed a few weeks later. This happens sometimes. Um, mm. But the biggest mistake I made was not using genuine tape on that screen, and I've never done that again since the the non genuine Apple screen tape. It just absolutely sticks like super glue, and I cracked the screen trying to take this panel back out. It was only 21 and a half inch, not 27, thankfully, but it was still 189 pounds for the new panel. Um, and I had to phone the customer. I said, look, I'm so, so sorry. I says, I've cracked your panel. And since then, I've paid the extra 17 pounds for the genuine tape. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, Kunal's um, actually recommended something good. He says, Ring Central is quite a good virtual telephone system. You can set work times. And, you know, when it's uh, a work call, it runs as an app on mobile. So I've not used that, but that's definitely something to have a look into. So as you're carrying two phones, I suppose, it'll it let you know if it's business or um, personal related. So that, that's good. good. Thank you, Colonel, for that. We'll definitely have a look into that one. Right. Does anyone else in the chat have any more you would like to add? Uh, yeah, Phil, I was going to say, um, can you hear us this time? Yeah, I can hear you and I can see you. Oh, fantastic, man. I'm, I'm hardwired, but uh, it kept disconnecting and going on the Wi-Fi, and I've only got like three bars on Wi-Fi, so it was terrible. Um, I was going to say, when you get um, when you get laptops in, when I get laptops in now, I always um, open the laptop uh, and move it and check the hinge, um, because there's quite a lot of times where I've opened up the laptop, took all the screws out, and the plastics have just for the where the screws are underneath the the, the the like standoffs what the screws go into and that they've just fell apart 
And I found myself basically repairing a hinge on a laptop for a customer for free. Um, so now when I get the laptop and I always open it up, check it, and I say, you can tell quite often if the, the plastics are pulling away. So I tell the customer, I say, if you've got like a, a faulty hinge there, the hinge is starting to come away. So that they know basically when I open it, I'll tell them you're going to need your hinge repairing. Um, it'll cost X amount of money um, because quite often I've been stung basically sitting spending however long repairing a hinge on a gen mostly hp laptop um on an hp laptop just for free basically my time and i, I got stung on that a few times so i do that every single time now check check the check the hinge open and show them type thing open and close the laptop while, while they're standing there yeah the, the hp 15s <laughs> the, the hp 15s they fall apart the, the HP 15s, they, they self disassemble themselves. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I found it's definitely mostly HPs when they come in, and I just find it's, it's just so much easier just to tell the customer and, and show them, look, your your plastics are coming apart on your laptop. It's it's lifting up while I'm opening your laptop up, so it's probably going to need yeah. a hint there as well. I yeah, because the laptop I get in now. Yeah, because the thing is, the one thing that certainly that I've found is if I look at a laptop and I see it looks like, dare I say it, the customer's been heavy-handed. Um, I know we there's a way you've got to be a bit tactful with somehow you bring it up, but I do, after I've got something repaired now, always make the point of showing the customer how they, they it works in front just so they don't, can't go back and have a good old winch that is broken or something like that. Yeah. And I show... So, it's quite yeah. It's just uh, you know teaching them, showing them how you should being careful with it. Dare I say? I mean, I'm, my eight year old is so careful with lids on laptops. Uh, it's good because I've just dare I say, oh yeah, all right. I think customers sometimes are children. It's <laughs> yeah. I think it's important. I, I learned from from many mistakes when working in a shop environment that you do a full check over the laptop with the customer there straight away, literally on the desk in front of them, work out if there are any other problems with the laptop uh, and make a note. At least then you you've, you also kind of memorise it, it, you know, what the laptop looks like in terms of condition, just in case they want to come back to you later on. Um, but I think that was always one important thing that I learned in working in the last place I did, definitely. Yeah. When I give the laptops back now, I always, um, if I change the screen, I always switch it on show them a working because mm -hmm. just you get no comebacks you know what i mean mm -hmm. better than here this is what i've done look at this works i, I, I literally switch it on and, and test mm -hmm. it for them first before i hand it back to them yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we, we have a check uh, list in our shop so we make sure say when we do a new build or whatever the sound works the wireless works the lamp works on so forth just to make sure that the customer doesn't turn around and say oh it doesn't work or whatever or at least we've been through we know it works mm. um and obviously we show the customer depending on what what it is that it works as well so we don't do much yeah. in the way of mobile devices other than laptops and pcs to be honest but, uh, but yeah uh, Customers like to complain about anything sometimes, so and uh, mistakes do happen. But obviously, if you get yourself into a routine or even have a checklist, you might think, "Oh, I don't need a checklist. I'll remember all this." The thing is, is a week later when the customer comes back and complains, "Oh, the sound's not working," and you think to yourself, "Did I actually check the sound or not?" And mm. you just don't know if it's them or not. So, mm. 
but yeah, so um, a couple more comments regarding uh, Ring Central. I think that's from Kunal again, yeah. Um, they have a reseller system, so you can sell the service to clients too, and the system can cope from one man business to 1,000 users. So that's ideal if you want to set up a phone system uh, on your mobile or whatever. Uh, so obviously I've not used that myself, but uh, I'm pretty sure Kuno knows what he's on about. And uh, on top of that, uh, Daniel says we use Hi Hi, and it does a similar thing as well. So again, I've not used that, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it seems like pretty good. And uh, Raheem says uh, Ring Central was gonna get years ago. I also had a call center answer my misdirect calls at one pound per call. That didn't last long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, a pound a call uh, that that could soon end up after a month or a year. So, uh, uh, but yeah, I think that um, the Ring Central or the High High, what Daniel mentioned, sounds like a good, uh, a good, a good tip. Something I might actually have to have a look into for myself uh, because we've got separate businesses running. And it might be easier than having about five different phones sitting around, one for all the different things, one for tech, tech one for chips and computers, one for personal, and then and then so forth. So it <laughs> soon adds up. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely have a look into that. Right. So let's have a look what I've got on mine. So. Uh, Label everything is another thing. So if you're getting things in for repair, make sure you label them. When I say everything, if it's a USB pen, if it's a power cable, no matter what, label it. Stick a sticker on it. Stick a stamp on it. Whatever you want on it. Just make sure it's labeled. And make sure the label doesn't just come off after five minutes. So these little sticky notes are generally no good. So make sure you tape it on there. You use a paper sticker. You, know, you use an enclosure um, thing you use to put on envelopes and stuff like that. Something along that lines to keep it on there. We generally just put a number on the machines because it's in our system as the invoice number or the repair number. So we just put the number with a sticker, which we know doesn't remove easily, onto the device. So that way... Um, Obviously, if it does get mixed up, which it shouldn't, um, things can happen. Um, we know exactly what it is, and we'll label it while the customer's in the store in front of us. So we can say, yeah, this is yeah. the cable you gave us, um, and so forth. Because we've had it before where a customer will come in and say, this, this is the cable I brought in, and I took it home, and blah, 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 and it doesn't work, and it doesn't fit this machine. And we're like, well, that's the cable you brought in. It's, uh, we didn't use the cable. All we had to do was uh, install Bullguard or update something. It took us five minutes to do. We didn't need the power cable. but And then you get have to get CCTV up to prove to them that's the cable you brought in. And then find out that, yeah, that is the cable, what they use to uh, power their, I don't know, uh, um lamp at the side of the table or something daft um yeah so always label everything it's always good advice um let's have a think what else uh let's have a look um also removing the labels afterwards make sure you can easily remove labels obviously don't put it on screens and stuff like that if you do have problems removing labels there are a few things on the market to do it but believe it or not wd-40 is brilliant at removing labels and sticky stuff um, so that's a tip for you. Only problem is it stinks afterwards at WD-40. Uh, so make sure you clean it afterwards with something else. Right, does anyone else have anything else I would like to add on the live chat? Yes, or, something that no, I said I don't, it hasn't been mentioned is don't give in to sub stories. The Well, can, I think I, I had this example um, first when they first announced lockdown, the first lockdown. 
Um, customer got hold of me. It's meant to be, oh, my kid needs it for his schoolwork. Sob story. Haven't got a lot of money. Whole shebang. Uh, did that. And, yeah. Um, yeah, let's just put it this way. That customer turned into one of the nightmares. Um, so, yeah, don't. And I think that was six hours worth of labor because it wasn't, it was a bit more than um, it didn't work. It was about a 10 year old rig that they, the kid had bought off, dare I say it, a friend of his who bought parts off e buyer or something like that. So, yeah, this thing needed about six hours worth of work, new hard drive in it, nearly. And luckily, I managed to save it. Um, it turned into a full basic rebuild, sorting out the fans in the whole rig. Um, and then the kid, then, then the kid wasn't happy because what his favourite fan, which was the glow in the dark one at the back, was the one that didn't actually spin. Just happened to be the only fan that was actually plugged in the whole case, and he wondered why he, he, he cooked itself in the first place. So I got all that fixed. So six hours worth of yeah, taking it apart, cleaning it out, air duff, air cleaning it, the whole work. Yeah, don't give in to sob stories. It's that simple. Yeah. These people with the sub stores a lot of times will be saying we've got no money or anything like that, and then they'll oh. pull up outside in a brand new four by four with low profile tires yep. and cooped uh, up engine and saying I've got no money. And yeah, they're, 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 they're the ones you have to watch out for. There's a reason why they can afford the big car because they don't uh, pay anyone else any money. Mm. A lot of the time, yeah. we've, we've had that a few times. Sub stories and. Uh, uh, they'll probably turn up and you don't see them, and then when yeah, they come and collect the, collect the device, there they are in the uh, um, the brand new latest Reg Merc or something like that, and you're thinking, yeah, I can see why you've got no money left. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, but yeah, good point. Anyone else got anything else to add? Has anyone mentioned competitors? Um, not talking bad about them, things like that. I don't think we have on this one. No, go ahead then. I'm not really sure what to say, but yeah, <laughs> just, uh, don't obviously badmouth your competitors. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I've I've been guilty of it myself once a few years ago. Um, quite a local competitor who it no longer exists. Shop closed down, doesn't run his business anymore, and I got lots of customers coming to me saying how bad he was, saying how this he was, and I put something on Facebook, uh, like a picture of a laptop I'd opened up. And I didn't directly mention his name, but I kind of hinted that it was that person. Um, and yeah, I got like you get you can get lots of negative comments, and it can come back on you, but like a backlash. And since then, I've not done any of that; just left it. And time times uh, basically passed, and customers have learned how bad he is, and he's he's closed down himself. He didn't need me to badmouth him at all. Um, his, his shoddy work's done it for himself, basically. And yeah, I mean, there's a there's a phrase, a phrase that I was always brought up with, which haven't got anything nice to say. Don't say anything at all. Mm. Yeah, and I yeah. think if I said everything, just by simply living by that, it's safe. Yeah, I'm certainly with my background working in consult to the big work for the big consultants. The clients were always a nightmare to work for. So if I said something bad every time I really wanted to say what I thought, yeah. You, Probably would have been let go a few hundred times. We'll say so. Yeah, I think it's Don't, just tempting. I think it's just tempting sometimes when you when you see your local competitor and they're doing such a bad job and they're, they're ripping people off and things with laptops and bad repairs and things like that. They're coming in and and 
the customer's saying, oh, this, this local shop's changed the hard drive and you're looking in and the, the hard drive's like five-year-old, you can tell the manufacturer date. And yeah, it was just, it was, I was just, I felt like I had to tell somebody on Facebook and I put it on Facebook. Uh, as I said, I didn't name them, but everyone knew who it was. And yeah, it backfired on us. As I said, just just don't do it. My advice would be don't do it. And if they're that bad of a, a competitor, then time will tell. Do you know what I mean? Time, time will tell how bad they are. And they'll, then, they'll end up not being in business if they're that bad. I say we're. I think I would say we're. We're all human. We're all got to learn somewhere. Yeah. So yeah, one. One minute we've all. How many times we've all made mistakes somewhere or somewhere at some point. That's how how we learn most of the time. So that's why I pretty much say you know for example, I'll do I'll do everything except for phones. It's that simple. Um. So if people say iPads. Yeah, but with iPads, I have to be honest with customers, for example, and say, look, if I, I can replace your screen, your broken digitizer. But if you've got the frames dented and not like a kid, like it's been smacked against a wall six times, it's never going to sit flush if I put a new one in because it's a perfect thing. You just have to be honest with people. Mm. And if they can't take it, then you just be polite about it. It's really, you know, don't badmouth people. Just go by what you're told. And that, so. Yeah, that's true. We're going to say you have to... Not talk negatively about places, even if they are a load of rubbish and the name's PC World or anything like that. Be nice. Um, <laughs> if someone comes in complaining about a specific brand, uh, sorry, specific, yeah, specific customer or um, competitor of yours or whatever, and they come in complaining saying, oh, ABC Computers. Sorry if there's an ABC computers in the chat, but let's just say ABC <laughs> is a load of rubbish um, and so forth and so on. Just say something along the lines, well, have I no dealings with them or anything along that lines and um, we've not heard anything negative, whatever. Your best uh, best advice is if you have any problems with them or whatever, have a look at their review page on Google and that'll let you know how good they are or something along yeah. that lines. Um, and obviously, you might know in the back of your mind their review page is absolutely appalling and they might only have one star out of five, but don't let on that you know that sort of thing. So, so yeah, is don't talk negatively about your uh, competitors. Some of them can be appalling. We've got one not far from us, which I'm not, not a fan of, in all honesty, and uh, they do rip people off all the time and so forth. Somehow they've been trading quite a long time. Uh, Probably because they're ripping people off all the time and they're making lots of money. Who knows? But are they not um, in the group? Then? Sorry, are they not in the group? Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, they're not. Um, so <laughs> yeah. I have nothing against competitors, um, and we do have some of my local competitors in the group. So, uh, and they're the ones we do get on with. Uh, one of the ones what is probably more active is uh, uh, Tech CPR. Um, they are. Uh, most local competitor. And when I say competitor, we actually work with them more than anything. If we have any phone people coming for phone repairs or tablet repairs, we don't do them. We send them to them. If they need extra work doing like call outs or anything along that lines, we do that and so forth. Work together and help each other. And that's the way it should be. There's plenty of work to go around. There's no need to fight against each other. I'm going to say even a, a, a team of a population of just 5,000 people or whatever, that's 5,000 people between two shops. You've got 2,500 customers each potentially. So there's enough customers to go around if you treat them right. Um, obviously, PC World, well, they're, they're something different. All I'll say to that, <laughs> when people come in and complain about PC World is all I say, and this isn't wrong, is, well, 
if uh, let's just put it this way, um, we get um, some of the staff in PC World sending customers to us if they have problems getting certain things working. So, <laughs> uh, I give, that basically uh, and leave it at that sort of thing. Um, I don't mind PC World uh, saying stuff like that about it, but I wouldn't say they're a load of rubbish or anything like that. Yeah. But uh, I think people work that out themselves when they've been quoted 12 weeks just to uh, to look at the device or whatever, I think, sometimes, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys, if you are from PC World and you're watching, well, tough luck. Um, <laughs> there we go. Um, so let's have a look. What else have I got on my list? Um, bad advertising. Yeah. We've done bad advertising before. The biggest bad advertising thing we did was um, – putting up an advert in a leisure centre. You know, you have these display screens in the leisure centre and so forth, or different places where they roll adverts, like one for the computer shop, one for your uh, makeup or whatever, haircuts and so forth. So it's like an interactive display. They usually have them in the cafeterias and different places like that. Um, we put some advertising on that a few years ago. We put that two years' work down because it's seven it was only 10% or 20% more for the two years than a year. So we thought, oh, we'd do it. We should have really gone in there and looked at the system that had up and running because nine months out of the year, it didn't work. Uh. And on top of that, I don't think we got one call from it. So we should have basically gone in, have a look first to see if it worked. And secondly, on top of that, is actually call some of the people who were actually advertising on it and say to them, hey, we're thinking about advertising on here. We see you guys are. Do you think it's worthwhile? Um, because yeah. I didn't, uh, I did afterwards, but it was a bit too late afterwards. You'd already paid them all your money. So uh, check your advertising. That goes again for selling stuff on Yell. Uh, sorry, using advertising like Yell and maybe, maybe stuff like, uh, what's it, Trusted Tech and different things like that. There's a few of the different ones out there. Um, you've got to basically double check to see if it's going to be worthwhile for you. Yeah, I think I've found, I think how many, I mean, I don't know if I'm the only one on air who's had it, but I think since we everything's re-waking back up again, um, I'm getting so many calls from people that are self, self-employed advertising gurus almost. They always market themselves as... They go, oh, if you pay me X amount, I can get you on every every platform, every forum, and they're not doing anything. To be honest, that I'm not already paying for through other medium, other mediums, or anyway. And yeah. trying to tell them no, thank you, politely can get very difficult after <laughs> when they keep trying to chase you for it as well. Uh, whenever I get a call like that, I say, yeah, we offer that same service. Do you want us to boost your rating to page one on Google? <laughs> um, so, uh, but, yeah, the, the basics is, yeah, we get a lot of those. So it's always, do you want to get listed on page one on Google or whatever and so forth, and they'll show you some depth way of checking. And that's some something a tip to some of you guys is, a lot of you, and I've seen you do this before, to see how good you are in your area against your competitors, you go onto Google and search for computer repair in, let's say, mm-hmm. Chesterfield, because that's where we are. Uh, and funnily enough, you'll come pretty much nearer the top or the top of the listing. That's probably because you are at your business at the moment. Oh, we lost someone there. Uh, David? 
Um, so because that's you, at your business already, and it generally finds the nearest person to you. So you're just going to find yourself at the top of the list. So when you are doing stuff like that, it's always best to use VPNs or using a fresh browser and search for a specific area or center area or from a specific postcode because tracking cookies can cause all sorts of issues as well. So obviously, if you keep doing the same thing, it's going to keep bumping that thing up higher and higher on the listing. So we've seen it before. A lot of pages, even our customers, will say, yeah, but if you search for us on Google, we come out on top. Yeah, you do. Um, but if you went on someone else's computer and did that search, you don't. Um, it's because of usually, yeah, all tracking cookies, as it's popped up, um, it's usually due to the tracking cookies or the distance from the search and obviously if you're searching from your business you're the closest business in the search so it's good you're going to come up more than likely mm -hmm. in the top one in the top of the listing so don't think you are top of the listing because you may not be uh, just because you search on your own pc uh, yeah I mean, one way i found one way to solve that is i send a message to one of my my brother say my brother-in-law or a relative in in the south in in the south of england somewhere um, and I just see where I, I ask them to check for me. Yeah, that's how I do it. And they're in a whole different part of the country, so that's what that's worked for me. So these people that offer the world, it's like well, you can't do any more than other people are doing, are doing for me, or or I managed to get sorted myself. So there's no point me spending money on it. Yeah, exactly. So it's uh. Definitely a good bit of advice. So there's also websites as well out there as well, which you can use, which will tell you where you're ranked for specific keywords as well. Uh, but that's a whole different story. And I think Maz will probably know a bit about um, website design and stuff, don't you, and so forth. Or Yeah. But uh, I think keywords and stuff wasn't your forte, were they? Or no? Not massively, no. So SEO, I stay away from that. <laughs> Yeah, so just the design side. But, yeah, mm. SEO can be a bit of a minefield, can't it? Uh, right, let's have a look. Does anyone else? Let's have a look. Uh, I don't see anything else. Uh, oh, we've got uh, Paul says, the guy who messaged me uh, thought I was from the USA because I was in Washington. Okay, Washington, UK, yeah. He didn't realise uh, there is a Washington in the northeast. Uh, not far from David, actually. So there we go. Um, let's have a look. And he also said, uh, no, this is from, yep, so same person. Uh, we've all had bad days and good days, uh, but no point in having to go to other people about uh, it. We're all here to do the same thing. Yeah, so we're all here to make money. And uh, a good living is probably the best way of putting it. Right, does anyone else have anything to add before we finish the show tonight? Ben, do you have anything? You've been a bit quiet just recently. Oh, no, I'm good, thanks, Phil. You sure? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't, you don't want to talk about Amigas, Phil, so I better not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's another bad thing as well um, to go with this topic. Don't mention Amigas around Ben, otherwise it'll go on about all day. Uh, Okay, oh, we just got a quick tip from Paul. Quick tip, if anyone has a uh, WordPress website, there is a plugin for SEO that is called Smart Crawl, uh, and it makes SEO much easier. Thank you for that, Paul. And uh, a lot of websites do these days. Uh, I think Wix has one as well, and a few of the different ones have their built-in SEO things, but it's always best to get a do a manual check now and again, just in case. But, yeah, nice one. Uh, 
and uh, Tay says there is a few northerners in here. Yeah, there's a few northerners in here. Um, well, I live middle-ish is probably the best way of putting it. But, uh, yeah, we've got Ben. We did have Will. So, yeah, quite a few uh, northerners. I think Ben's probably the, high, the uh, most northern one. It, it, it always makes me laugh, Phil, when people talk about being northern and they're still in England. The northern is up north in Scotland. If you want. Yeah. Depends on if you're in London, North is anything above London, uh, so Watford uh, and so forth. If you're in the Midlands, uh, like we are, a lot of people down south calling us Northerners uh, and so forth. So it's just it's it's like you are. It's, uh, I think a similar thing to do in the states as well is um, most people over here will call a lot of people um, in the States sort of Yankees or whatever, but depending on where you are in the States, that's obviously people in New York, but in some cases it means people above a certain area, like the north part of the, the country and so forth. It's it, it's r really uh, down to your perspective. I'll probably get corrected by the <laughs> Something specifically otherwise. But, uh, Sorry, um, I, have, we go. Yeah, I have to agree with Paul, Paul um, Brannigan's comment just now. Coming from London, living in North Yorkshire. Yeah, I can completely uh, vouch for that one. <laughs> yeah, that's the M25. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Uh, I know when I worked down London, I worked down Uxbridge for a good couple of years, and uh, and uh, basically I was classed as a northerner, and I was actually born, born, actually born down in Poole in Dorset, which is pretty as far as you'll go south. So, uh, uh, but there we go. So. Uh, uh, let's finish it off there, guys. I think we're done for tonight. If anyone does have any comments um, they want to say regarding the event we're going to be hosting, I'll play you the little video before we do log out. Um, feel free in the comments after the show. We will be doing some surveys to see what people are interested in, who's interested in going, just to give us a rough idea. It's the last thing we want to do as a show and then say, oh, yeah, we're going to do a certain thing and then go, no one is actually interested in it. Um, but otherwise, next week we do have another show, Thursday at 8 p.m., and we have got Spire Technology on. That's the distributor Spire Technology. They're going to be on, and they're going to tell us about, well, Spire, and they're going to have a live Q&A as well, so question and answers. So feel free to ask them everything from, I don't know, uh, what do you stock? How much is it? Uh, do you have to be VAT registered to buy from the minimum purchasing orders? Blah, 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 blah. Feel free to ask all that next week at 8 o'clock, and that's with Spire Technology. But otherwise, I would like to say thanks to Ben, Maz, Tim, David, and Will, who's disappeared, for joining me tonight. If you would like to join Tech for Techs, feel free to go to techfortechs.co.uk forward slash join to join up. It's totally free. We're a group full of independent resellers. Vendors, distributors, MSPs, basically anything tech-related, and we're actually in that sort of trade. So if you want to join, again, that's techfortechs.co.uk forward slash join, and I'll put that on the screen now so you can actually see the actual address, just in case. And when you do click on the link to join, make sure you fill in the questions when it goes to the Facebook group. So when it asks you who you are or who you work for, do you agree to these rules and stuff like that, make sure you press yes. Otherwise, we're not going to let you in. Don't send me an email a week later saying we've not let you in. 
That's because you didn't fill the questions in. It's pretty simple. Answer questions, get in. Don't answer them, you don't get in. Okay? So, again, make sure you fill in any of the questions asked. And they're pretty simple, in all honesty. Right. So, guys, we'll see you next Thursday at 8 o'clock. And, again, that's with Spire Technology. And thanks again. And thanks for watching. And thanks for supporting local independent businesses. Good night, everyone. Adios, amigos. Good night.